time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consultant with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button if you'd like to schedule a meeting with Glenn to talk about uh, your financial plan, your financial and retirement lifestyle plans, all those kinds of things. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. We've got a great episode on the way for you today. Glenn, can I start things off with a small short story from my, uh, my growing up days in Greensboro? Absolutely, Walter. Let's hear it. So I think it was ninth grade at Page, where I went to high school for a year and a half before my family ended up moving to the beach. But uh, I think it was ninth grade biology. I was not very good at the sciences, especially. I was more of a physics guy because it had more math in it than the biology side of things. So it wasn't my strongest class. And, you know, I was still making the adjustment to, to high school and that kind of thing. So, you know, I wasn't my typical, uh, you know, straight A student standards. I was probably pulling a, pulling a B or something like that in biology at the time. We had a teacher who I think he was, he was, he was Australian. And so he really liked to pick on the class when we would do poorly on tests. So he would often come in with some like dry Australian wit and talk about how teachers were dodging for cover in the in the in the grading room because our Scantron machines were blowing up with so many missed questions that it sounded like there was gunfire and you know some 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 edgier jokes from time to time. So one time we had a project. I think it was something about like feeding caffeine to a plant, and uh, I don't know, I didn't really study that much on the little, you know, take-home project that we had to do, and I said something in class about, well, I assumed that the caffeine would stunt the growth of the plants, you know, something stupid like that, I don't know, and he said, come here, Walter, and I said, oh, oh boy, he called me up in front of the entire room, and he said, write assume up on the board, so in front of the whole class, I wrote up and uh, up on the board. And he said, underline the first three letters, which I did. And then he said, underline the next two letters. And he said, do you know what happens when you assume, Walter? And I said, what is, uh, what's that? He says, you make a, and then he underlined the three letters again, out of you and, and then underlined, you know, me at the end. And then had me go and sit back down. So I learned the danger of assumption <laughs> that day <laughs> in front of the rest of the ninth grade class with that teacher. So it was it was pretty interesting. And I'm sure some parents today probably that wouldn't fly, Glenn. I don't know. <laughs> I think I world. think that that was that was in years gone by, Walter. Yeah, right? I don't yeah. think that, <laughs> I don't I don't think teachers can get away with days. that. No, I remember telling my dad that, and uh, Dad said, uh, "Well, good for him." <laughs> right. <laughs> he should have told you like it is. And and actually, my dad then told me his own story of one of his favorite teachers growing up that kind of used to embarrass him in front of the class a little bit and that little bit of a tough love that he would get. But in any event, another podcast for another time to talk about that. Those days gone by. But the idea of today's show is about assumptions, uh, why we never assume anything in retirement. And this is not a problem that goes away, Glenn. You know, making assumptions on things doesn't stop in ninth grade. We often see people making assumptions about retirement well into their working years and up to retirement. And sometimes these things just aren't correct. So we're going to explore some of the popular assumptions 
that just shouldn't be in retirement on today's show. All right, so first one to get us started and, and truly in the direction of the financial talk here. I'll spend less when I retire. This one's been around for a long time, right? We're just we're just going to spend less in retirement, right? Well, no, I mean that's I mean you're, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean that the, I hear that one all the time, and there, and there are times when that's true. Again, it kind of depends upon the lifestyle and so forth. But you know, one of the things that I, I uh, that I you know I, I kind of bring up when I'm having that conversation with folks, and and they and they say that, and I say, well, I you know I, I fully think that we'll we'll spend less in retirement. And I'll say, okay, well, let me ask you just a few questions here. And so we we kind of engage in a little bit of a of a, of a sidebar conversation. And I say, well, you know, in today and right now, where you're still working, right? What days of the week do you spend more money? And they think about it a little bit, and they go, well, that would probably be on the weekends, right? And I go, well, that's exactly right. You know, why is that? And it's like, well, because we have more time and we're, we're apt to go do more things and, and so forth. And I said, yeah. So when you retire, you, you, have, you have a different scenario. You have seven days in a week and they all are similar to the weekend. <laughs> and so it, it opens up the possibility when you have more time on your hands that you're, you're likely to want to go do more other things. And more often than not, those things end up costing money. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You just want to, you want to make sure that you're planning for that and, and adjusting for that and knowing that, that, you know, that those things are likely to, to take place. And you just want to, you know, think in terms of, Hey, I, I need to kind of really, you know, watch that because more often than not, it might be, well, I'm going to do, let's go do this little activity and it doesn't really cost that much. And, and that's true. It doesn't. However, if you do multiple, you know, things like that throughout the week, you know, those inexpensive things turn, you know, start to add up and sometimes it, it can become a more expensive lifestyle than what you thought it was going to be. And, you know, that can be true with, you know, with just doing, you know, little things, you know, through, you know, throughout, you know, the, you know, throughout the week or traveling a little bit more or taking a few more uh, long weekends or whatever the case may be. But I, I think everybody's starting to get the idea of what I'm talking about and that it, it's not necessarily the right thing to assume that you're going to spend less when you retire. You, you almost have to, if, if, if that's going to be a goal of yours, you know, and, and it is for some folks, then, you know, you have to kind of watch your P's and Q's about that because it's, it's not, it's not automatic, you know, it doesn't happen automatically. In fact, the, the, you know, I, I find with a lot of people and their personalities, it, it, it ends up being, it's like, it, it becomes easier to spend more money just because they've got, you know, got more time on their hands, particularly in today's world, when you can just jump on the computer and you can kind of go shopping and do, you know, it's, it's, you just pull up a couple of different websites and all of a sudden, you know, you you've bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and then that's, that's really come up in, in the, in the last year or so with, with everybody being kind of, you know, more homebodies with the virus and so forth. But, you know, I think everybody's starting to get the idea. It's just like, you, you know, you're going to really watch it because you might not necessarily be you know, spending less when, once you retire. Yeah, uh, we just kind of experienced a uh, small example of that, Glenn, renovating our kitchen. We've had no kitchen um, for a couple of weeks, and so it's been kind of funny because we said, well, we'll just, you know, we'll just order out, and uh, we kind of have a hot plate and, uh, you know, a, an instant pot that we're trying to make some meals in. We're like, well, we'll still be able to cook just as often. We'll just cook simpler meals and that kind of thing, but 
yeah, you're living in a little mother-in-law suite now instead of, uh, you know, the main house. And now we're on a hot plate that we're cooking. It's not as fun. And, oh, now I, I realized one's flaw in the plan. We don't have a, a vent in this little tiny kitchenette. So every time we cook, the entire place, you know, smells terrible or like what we cooked for a couple of days. Okay, we'll just order out a little bit more. Okay, we'll just order a couple more times a week. It starts to pile up a little bit when you start ordering out multiple times and throwing in tips and delivery fees and those kinds of things in there. And that's just one example how you assume it's going to be one way, and then in reality, turns out a little bit different. And it sounds like that happens to a lot of people in retirement when they think, oh, yeah, it's just uh, every day is going to be like a Monday, not every day is going to be like a Saturday. And there's a big difference right. between the two, as you kind of laid out for us. So. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. And like I say, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. You just have to be aware of it, right? right. And once you're aware of it, then 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 it's easier to monitor. But is you know, but it can catch up with to you as you, as you just well stated. It's just like it's like oh, all of a sudden it's like wait a minute, you know, where more 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 money's flowing out than 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 what I originally thought. So it's you know, just just kind of keep that in mind as as we go. It's it's not necessarily the right assumption to make. We see a similar assumption get made when it comes to taxes, Glenn. A lot of people assume that their taxes will be lower when they retire. And although there was a period of time where this may have been true, is that really the case anymore? Well, again, it depends, Walter. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes that's absolutely the case, right? Um, you know, what, what we find is, is the more you have saved for retirement, the less likely that's going to be true, Right. And um, so, you know, one of the things that we have to keep in mind is, is that even even if the, even if tax rates stay the same, there's this dynamic in, within within retirement income that, you know, and we've talked about this on previous shows with the way Social Security is subject to taxation or whether it is or whether it isn't. And that's based upon this calculation called, you know, provisional income. Right. And, and so it's a complicated, you know, it's a complicated, you know, calculation inside the inside the tax preparation. But but in essence, it comes down to the more other income that you have, the more that your Social Security is more, you know, is likely to become subject to taxation. And so when you start taking money out of a 401k or an IRA, th- that can actually start to, you know, t- to get that double whammy that we've talked about before, where, you know, not only is the, the withdrawals that you've taken out subject to taxation, but can also push your, literally push your Social Security into, into the way of, you know, of being taxable. We also see that sometimes folks have pensions, right? And that, and that pension is going to be on their tax return, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the rest of their life. And that, and that adds into that quote unquote provisional income and, you know, potentially, you know, causes that social security to be, you know, subject to taxation. So we work with folks to try to protect their social security from taxation when, when at all possible. And there are strategies that we can, we can work with folks to, you know, to help that happen. But that's, that's one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle is, is that we, you know, where do we think tax rates are likely to go into the future, right? I mean, if tax rates start to go higher, which an awful lot of folks believe is going to be the case, and a lot of there's, you know, a lot of people predicting that. Of course, with all the debt and the deficits that you know that are being racked up by the federal government. Well, then, you know, if we have that scenario, then that then we, you know, it, it, that cha- that changes the whole dynamic. Not only do you have the things that we were just talking about with the possibility of having your Social Security, you know, more taxable, but then, you know, if, if you have higher tax brackets, you know, or higher higher taxation rates rather, then ultimately it, it becomes a scenario where you you might not have lower taxes in retirement. And so, you know, an awful lot of folks think that's 
going to be true, and it turns out not to be true. And 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 that 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 that's really a surprise for a lot of folks. So it's it's very very important from my perspective, you know, as as someone who helps people replan their retirement income, is to we really really need to look at that, and we need and and we need to you know develop some strategies as to how are you going to deal with your your tax you know, planning and being tax aware in those retirement years, because it's a lot different when you have multiple streams of income coming in, as most people do in retirement versus in your, in your working years, it's typically just your salary or just your business income. And, you know, and there's, there's not as many, you know, moving parts to it. And, and, and in retirement, there's normally two, three, sometimes there's more or more, you know, streams of income, and they're not necessarily treated the same way in the tax code. And they don't always play well together, if that makes sense. It does make sense, Glenn. Yep. And we see the two dangers there of assuming the first two on the show, I'll spend less when I retire and my taxes will be lower when I retire. Great examples how it's often the opposite of what you assumed. Where else do we see people going wrong in retirement when they're trying to assume one thing or another? A lot of people make this assumption, Glenn, they kind of think, uh, you know, I need to help my kids get through college. They just assume that that's the right choice before uh, saving for their own retirement. Right. Well, and that happens, Walter. And, you know, and, and that's just that's kind of a normal thing for a lot of folks. And the way they think about it is that they want to really help their kids, you know, get, you know, get through school and pay for it and so forth. It's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, to to be in that, you know, to be thinking about that. At the same time, you know, um, there's not really, you know, there's not financial aid for retirement. Right. It, it's like, you know, I mean, there is financial aid, you know, or, or possible loans and different things. And then there's strata. Then there can be strategies of how to work through those and, you know, and, and help the kids, you know, get, you know, get through that and whatnot. But, but if you put your, you know, your retirement savings and your re retirement accounts, you know, on the back burner, I've seen scenarios where, you know, where folks just, you know, they, they never got around to their own retirement. And so then, and then their kids are up and going and, you know, they, they help them a lot with their school and, you know, their, their college expenses and so forth. And the kids are doing great. But, you know, but mom and dad, you know, are entering those retirement years or in those retirement years and they're not as well off as they had hoped to be. And they don't really want to, you know, that they don't obviously they don't want to, you know, tell the kids that, you know, because it's like, they, you know, they don't want to, you know, have that, you know, have that guilt with it. So it's, it becomes a scenario where it's just like, just be very aware and, and, and cognizant of it. And, you know, let's, you know, that, that's a good conversation to have about how are we going to deal with that? Because it's, it's not necessarily either, or it can be this and right. You know, we, we, we can, you know, we can potentially do you know several things at the same time and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the, the college education first and all those expenses you know that all that has to happen before we do we do things for retirement two things can coexist and they don't necessarily have to have one at the expense of the other great points as always glenn and that's another important conversation and and you could replace college with probably lots of different things you know i need to do x before i start worrying about saving for retirement but uh, whatever you plug into that is what starts to get people in trouble because it turns into procrastination and you're not uh, you're not paying yourself first as uh, the saying goes and getting ready for those retirement years last but not least one more example i'm sure there are several others we could come up with glenn but in the purpose uh, for the purpose of today's show let's do uh, kind of this fourth one here is this assumption of i'll never be able to retire and i don't know why but this is the default position of so many people right well i mean 
the, the, and it kind of some and occasionally it'll tie into what we were just talking about, right? Is is all the expenses and everybody, you know, I mean, you you typically make less in your early years of working and more in the you know in the in the latter years of your career, right? It's just kind of normal. It's just like you know you get promotions and you do different things, and you know more often than not, not always true, but more often than not, you know, folks tend to to make more in their in their last years of working than they than they than they did in their early years of working, and you know, and sometimes. The, you know, obviously their expenses when they're, when there's kids and, and everything else that, you know, sometimes the expenses can be greater when you're making less. And so you can't necessarily just make that assumption. Certainly you want to have a, you know, retirement savings plan and, you know, in place, but, you know, if you haven't done as good a job as you, as you would have hoped, you know, when you, and you find yourself, you know, into your, you know, your late forties or fifties and, and whatnot, and you think, gosh, I've got, to, I've really got to save a lot more to be able to, you know, to be ready for retirement. You know, I don't know if I can get there or not. Well, you know, like I say, we, we think in terms of, well, maybe, you know, maybe you, you, you have to shift your thinking a bit, understand that you're, you know, that you're, that you're making more, you know, and, and you're probably, you know, close to you know, the maximum of what you're going to make. And so you have to look at, you know, maybe your lifestyle or sometimes you can make adjustments there and just make sure that you're, you're putting more away and, you know, it, but it's, but it's not necessarily out of reach. And some people just throw in the towel and say, oh, well, I just, you know, I just won't, you know, I, I can't worry about it because I'll never get there. But, you know, the reality is, is that if you, you know, you start and then you start saving a little bit more and then you start saving a little bit more and then it, then it can actually become more of a habit and you're able to put more and more away. And sometimes you can, you can make up that gap you know, faster than you might think. So again, that would be, that'd be a scenario where I would, I would encourage you to, you know, to really, you know, keep an open mind. And if you find yourself in that position, let's have a conversation about how we can, you know, how we can get you to a place where, you know, you've, you've built your retirement nest egg once you, once you get there. And there might be strategies there that, 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 that you weren't necessarily aware of, and it might not be as, as, as so out of reach as you think it might be. Glenn, all of these were great points, and uh, I know then your job just becomes trying to help people see these assumptions and flip them upside down and help them explore these. And sometimes, uh, we're not saying these things are always wrong, but sometimes uh, the assumptions are are correct, and, and that's okay. But a lot of the times we find that it goes the opposite direction, and that's what we want people to kind of understand on today's show. It just takes a little bit more digging, a little bit more research. You can't just assume these things. You've got to back them up with those facts and statistics. So I needed to actually do the biology experiment to make my conclusions, Glenn, not just assume that caffeine would stunt the growth and think I was going to look all smart the next day that my plant didn't grow as much as it should. So. <laughs> the lesson to be learned here. Uh, exactly. I, I, I apparently didn't do a very good job of then following up. I, I actually don't know why, what the effect of the aspirin or whatever we did on the uh, on the plant, what effect that had. So I may have to go look that up. Or if any of our listeners are good biology folks, let me know where I went wrong on that experiment. I'm sure other ninth graders have run that experiment before. But <laughs> in any event, uh, the financial information today, certainly much more helpful than any biology information we've talked about. So reach out to Glenn if you have any questions on this. The number to call is 336-291-3535 or go online to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Glenn, thanks for the help and uh, we'll look forward to chatting next episode. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. We'll see everybody next week right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 